Hi there, I'm Gemma Hunt, and thanks for listening to this podcast from the Church of England. This podcast has been created to inspire and encourage you to take a little time to reflect on generosity. Generosity is at the heart of our faith, and the generosity we show is testament to our lived-out faith and our generous God. Perhaps you found this series at harvest time, when many of us come together to share generosity in our churches, Christian communities and beyond. But wherever and whenever this finds you, the message is the same. You can live generously right now. In this series, I'm sharing inspiring stories from across our faith and a few ideas on how you can take the spirit of them forward in your own communities. So grab yourself a tea or take this podcast out for a walk and give yourselves a few minutes reflection to hear these stories from churches across the country. This time, a story of a church that came together to make the spark of an idea into reality. St Paul's Church at Howell Hill effects positive change for people thousands of miles away from its Surrey parish with its mission partners. Mark Goodman explained how he first met this outward-facing church community. We first went to St Paul's in 1992 and we've been there ever since. We'd just got married and we were choosing where, where we wanted to live and, and so we chose the church first met wonderful people there actually some, including some people who've got an amazing heart for Africa which is probably part of what then happened to us later we settled there just became part of the community got involved in lots of different things from life group leading and being involved in youth that was when we were also a lot younger as well <laughs> and um, really enjoyed being part of that worshipping community Mark's now retired and is the church warden at St Paul's he and his wife Sarah have four children, and in raising them as Christians, they wanted them to experience life and meet people beyond their home in the UK. It was on one such trip that God sent them something to reflect upon. Back in 2008, we, um, we took our four children out, out to Malawi because we wanted them to see Africa. We'd both spent a little bit of time in Africa when we were a lot younger, and so we got involved in, in some community projects for a couple of weeks and then spent a week on safari. And God really spoke into our heart at that time and actually sort of challenged us to say, how are you as a family going to give back? Because the Lord's blessed us in many, many ways over the years. And this, I think, also ties into teaching we'd, we'd actually had, had from the church in terms of the importance of generosity. And actually, you know, the Lord gives all of us resources and wants us to use those resources for the, for the benefit of the whole kingdom, not just a little bit of the kingdom. With that question, Mark visited Malawi a couple more times to understand the needs of people there. He met children that were eager to learn, but noticed a lack of resources to support this. God chose Malawi for us because when, when we were initially wanting to go out to Africa in 2008, we, we weren't really sure where to go. And at one stage, it look, actually looked like we, we'd be going somewhere else. But then, due to changes in circumstances at Malawi, Malawi is one of the poorest countries in the world. It normally sits in the bottom 10 countries. In the rural areas, which is the areas we work, then there's virtually no electricity. There's no running water. People very much live a subsistence lifestyle. There's very little work. 
people with work may be earning the equivalent of £1.52 a day. Those without will be uh, earning nothing. It's just whether they can live off the food they're growing for themselves. The primary schools tend to be very badly resourced. We've been to schools where you might have eight different classes, each with 100 kids in them, and they've got two or three classrooms. Everyone else is sitting under a tree and trying to learn rarely have textbooks or exercise books. So the resourcing is just not there. And yet the, these children, by the time they are they reach the end of primary school, need to, if they, to get into secondary school, they need to take exams in English, and their parents probably don't speak English. And if they pass those exams, then they go to secondary school. And if they can go to secondary school, if they can afford to go to secondary school, then that can be life-changing because in terms of the types of jobs you can get after secondary school education and before are just vastly different. So if you don't go to secondary school, you will probably only ever do piecework, digging or building. You might, might mend, mend the road on behalf of the government, but that may only pay a, a pound a day. So secondary school education is, is so important. Having learned more about the particular challenges facing people in Malawi, Mark knew he had a chance to make a difference. He got to know the people he met, enjoyed their generous outlook, and wanted to offer his own generosity in return. People in Malawi are often happy, and even though they have nothing, they're often willing to be generous. And you can sometimes feel this is, this is really weird, because, rarely speaking, we are the ones with the wealth and they aren't, but sometimes they seem happier than people in the UK seem and they seem sometimes seem more generous as well. When you see these children who are desperate to learn but got no resources, teachers have no resources, they don't even have a place to sit, they don't, don't even have a, a chair or even a roof, then your heart really goes out to them. Mark and his wife Sarah teamed up with another family and in 2013 set up a feeding programme in a primary school in Malawi, providing children with a mug of porridge to help them concentrate through the day and support learning. They named the charity Hope for Malawi and it became one of St Paul's mission partners. The church community came together at St Paul's, organising a London to Paris cycle ride which raised an exceptionally generous amount of money to build a kitchen and support the feeding programme for three years. God then just took us on a journey, and so when we were next out in Malawi, it was great to see the impact of the feeding programme. It was great to see that actually more children were coming to school and that children were staying in school longer. Spurred by the positive reception to the programme, Mark and the team didn't sit on their laurels. Having answered the question, what can we do? He and the community asked themselves the next question, how can we do more? It became very obvious that there was a massive need. They had no reading books. That led us towards building a library and some more classrooms and actually bringing second-hand books out from the UK to actually give them a library with, with 3,000 books. And for a school that probably had only previously had 50 books other than textbooks, that was just transformational. And then there was opportunities to do feeding programmes in other schools. And the stage of the journey we're, we're, we're on now has, has very much been around that there's just a, a dearth of places in secondary schools. There's enough secondary schools for about 10 to 15% of the people who could get into secondary school. So a lot of people pass exams, but there's no places. And particularly in the rural areas, as you get more towards the towns, then the situation's better. And so the, the idea of actually building the infrastructure, no, the, either buildings for a secondary school, 
working with partners in, in Malawi to do that, that seemed to be what, what, what was being put on our heart. With retirement approaching, time was about to become more plentiful for Mark, so he knew that he could give that, and they'd had an idea for what hopeful Malawi's next step should be. The financial means were a little trickier though. That's why they turned to their lifelong church community at St Paul's for support once again. Many of the people who actually support the charity come from churches and come from, from our local church and also UK schools are, are also people who actually want to f fund because they understand the importance of education and actually see the discrepancies between what children in the UK have and what children in Malawi have. I think as we start to be generous then God encourages us to continue to be generous and also I think you know what you sow is what you reap. God then puts you in touch with people who are wanting to be generous and, and we, we've been constantly amazed and actually the way that funds have flowed in to charity. Without the funds, you can't, you can't do the work. But one of the things we did upon retirement was to sp start spending more time in Malawi, and we, at that stage we were involved in a project to build a secondary school for the, for the government to run, so we would provide the infrastructure, they'd provide the teachers. Mark says there's a benefit to everyone involved in working generously. We've also, on a number of occasions, taken teams out from our church to actually go to Malawi and be part of the work, whether that be finishing off a library and, and getting it opened, whether it be helping with feeding programmes, which is amazing because it does amazing things for us when we actually go out on mission and when we actually see what's happening in other parts of the world. That's transformational for us. It's also amazing for the people in Malawi because Malawians are very relational. They lo love to meet people, they love to spend time with people, they love to understand people. And so it's, it is incredible for them to meet people from, from the UK because in these rural areas then often they will meet no one apart from very local people. We've certainly seen that in transformation in people who've, who've actually been out, out to Malawi from the UK, who've come back transformed. A number of schools we've been connected with now take regular trips out there, very much for sick formers, and we've had some amazing stories from parents saying, you know, my child's come back and he, he's got a completely different view of life. In terms of people in Malawi, because we've been working there a number of years, we've, we've, we've now seen students go from being in primary school to being in secondary school. We've, we've just seen their heart and their desire to learn and to, to take the opportunity they, they, they've actually been given. A student we actually sponsored through university has just graduated He's an engineer, he's got a job with one of the big engineering companies out there, so he's now building roads and buildings and stuff. And, and he said, I'd like to sponsor a child at one of your schools. Which is wonderful, because part of development is actually also sparking generosity in Malawi for Malawians to help Malawians. And that's the heart of it. Through the generosity of the sponsorship that young man received, he's been able to gain a career, security, and the ability to give onwards generously to the next generation. What an amazing story. A generous spirit connects us the world over. Mark also said how working together with Malawi has strengthened everyone's faith too. I think we've seen a lot of people strengthened in their faith and encouraged in their faith. At various times we've had problems with boreholes not working, or with problems on building sites with not enough resources and we just had to sit down and pray. And um, the Lord provides. That's an amazing blessing and also it, it helps people grow in their faith. 
When Mark chatted to us, he and his wife Sarah were quarantined at an airport hotel after returning to the UK from Malawi. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the country closed its borders and they actually ended up spending nine months there, helping with the school. We'd caught them on the way back from one of their regular visits to help support teachers and resources for the schools. From establishing the charity all the way through, the community at St Paul's have been behind their drive to give generously and help the project succeed. It was this combined goodwill that made each step possible. I think for me it starts by meaning, do I realise what Christ has done for me and what he's given me? And then do I want to use some of that to help other people and to give back? And, and that's just a virtuous circle and it's a way we can share his love and then receive his love. It's amazing to hear how people continue to ask how they could upgrade their generosity and do a little more. And brilliant that people who are benefiting from this also want to give of themselves to the next generation. Mark's point about having a generous intention struck me as quite poignant. It's true that once you put your faith into action, God really does offer you the opportunities to keep moving forwards and doing more. After that dose of inspiration, hopefully you're already dreaming up ways you might supersize your generosity to reach people far and wide. The key question to start with in living more generously is, what can I do? But asking yourself, what else can I do? Or how can I do more? Is the path to gathering your community around you and amplifying all your generosity to new places. Exploring the lives and experiences of people you don't otherwise know is a great way to expand your heart to the opportunities you have to give back. One thing this generosity journey really encourages is the openness of heart and faith that we all need to keep going when we aren't sure of the next step. By digging down into your faith in moving forward, you might just find that next generous action and the means to do it are sent your way. Mark and his family were inspired by their trip to Malawi, which coincided with him asking what he might do to act generously as a family. What about your family unit? How might you all get heads together to start something amazing? Or perhaps you have a friendship group that can offer all different things, whether that's skills, time or money, to make a project happen. If you're a Christian or share some Christian values, it's likely you care about your world and what more you can do or give to make it better. You might already have the answer in your heart. The only thing you need to do now is step forward in faith. Take one small action, then another, then another, accepting the opportunities that come your way. Let us know what it is you want to achieve and let's get this generosity revolution started. You can find more inspiration, ideas and materials to live generously on our website www.churchofengland.org slash generosityweek There you'll find more podcasts about the wonderful generosity in our church communities as well as daily reflections and activities to help you live out God's generosity in your own life. 
I'm Gemma Hunt. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.